This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm recording from my sister's house. I'm in my niece's room. Um, That's why there's a professional vanity, a series of lights that's really, uh, (laughs) I get it. I get it. I kind of want one now. Yeah, you see how beautiful you are now, especially with your hair. Long hair Chris is now kind of transforming into fancy hair. Chris. I just need the right lighting. I, yeah. I, I'm going to admit to you, do. when I saw this, and you know I don't say this about myself, but I, I kind of look handsome right now. Yeah, say it about yourself. I've it's always handsome said I'm, boy summer. I'm podcast handsome, but right now I kind <laughs> of look... TV CW handsome like I could be you a do. dad. I meanwhile am kind of by my sister's guest room uh window with this with the um sideways blinds so I look like I could be on a CW fantasy show where I play a witch or a troll's mother. But pretty the be- lighting is not complimentary. I, I disagree. It just, it just looks like natural lighting. Mm. You're saying this is what I look like? Because yeah. my whole thing is this is not what I look like. You to look myself. like a natural woman. You Did you miss me last week, Chris? <laughs> Listener, if you don't know, I was out. I've been out for a while because I've been up at my family's house and I had a couple family emergency things that were very dramatic. And in the middle of it, Someone said, you still have to record Do You Need a Ride. It was supposed to be the great Naomi Ekperigan, who is actually a very podcast related to our guest today. Yes. Um, but then we had to, I was like, you please don't record that without me with her. So, so then we, Vince was good enough to basically come and take my place. People wanted to, he's America's husband. I didn't know yes, that that is. was his, uh, his moniker. And, uh, yes, that's right. And he's yeah. just a good hang. And he has like three podcasts himself. So he knows yeah. how to podcast. He knows how to talk. He knows how to talk and and stop and listen to you talk. And then he knows it's his turn. He knows how to have a conversation. He was great at it. We had a great episode. But now, now you we, know who else knows how to do that. We've not, yeah, we know how to segue, segue. To, into, into guests. <laughs> that's what we know how to do. We're almost uh, at the point where we can do it together, but. Yeah, um, I. You know what? I'd be willing to do a little tag team introduction of this guest. If you say okay. a thing about her, I'll say something about her, and maybe we both say a couple things. Okay, you want to start it? Today's guest. <laughs> you know her from the "I Love a Lifetime" movie. It's I, right? Not we. Yes. I love a lifetime I. movie podcast with Naomi, who we just mentioned. Yeah. And what else do we know her from, Karen? It's your turn. <laughs> I like to say clubs and colleges all over the country. Right, right. Um, she's so a many very colleges. Accomplished stand up comedian. If you're a fan of Bob and Tom, the radio, terrestrial <laughs> radio program that launched a lot of careers in the 90s, still around. She's from those stomping grounds. She wrote the Thousand Year Old Man sketch with Mel Brooks back in 1950. Uh, a young Shecky Bergman uh, got a lot of his <laughs> phone bits. You remember uh, in the old days, she was the one who would grab a bamboo cane to get him off stage uh, when he became more confused. Also, seriously, are you a regular 
contributor to you the can't hysteria. ask questions until we say the name. Right, you're can't right. Do I it. do that. It's cannot do you're it. Right, you're right. It goes against everything. That's in show a, business. that'll just be a talking point for later. Right. Please welcome Megan Gailey, everybody. Wow. Oh my gosh, it, it was so hard to not say one thousand things. Chris, please tell your sister hi. I love her. She's yes. so. She's an amazing comedy fan, and I actually, <laughs> growing up, my neighbor was Tom of Bob and Tom. No, you're kidding. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, I'm still very close with his kids. My parents are still friends with him. I, I, I see him whenever I'm in Indianapolis. And you, <laughs> you have done that show. I always won. That was a big deal when I first yeah. started. So I had never done it. Everyone in my family, my mom and dad had been on it as non-comedians. My wow. mom <laughs> what, put the empathy belly, which is a giant pregnant I belly. I remember that. Um, she put the empathy belly on Reggie Miller and then got tricked into hosting a pregnant bikini contest. <laughs> oh, that's great. Through How'd Bob she do? How'd she handle it? You know, she she did. She was like, she's a nurse. And so she was like, ladies, ugh, these ladies were smoking cigarettes <laughs> and <laughs> drinking. I'm like, yeah, mom, it's a pregnant bikini contest in Indiana. Like, that's not going to be the picture of health, I think. But she, I don't even know if she got to weigh in. Oh, she was there in case anyone went into labor. That's She was not judging. She was like an EMT. She was judging silently, but she, oh, was, yeah, not yeah. As, she was not serving as a judge. She was not on the panel. Um, she was just Catholic and off to the side. <laughs> Making small tisking sounds at all these women. Yeah. And then my dad, my dad just gifted my husband an incredible Bob and Tom band jean jacket from oh. the 90s that has G-E-O-F-F embroidered on it because that's my dad's <laughs> name. And my husband is really excited about it. Very, very excited. About the jacket? About the jacket oh, and that's... getting to be Jeff Gailey. I think that's like a thrill for him. Oh, I also <laughs> forgot one cool. of the things. I, I didn't. I made up those made up ones and I didn't do a real one. Your album is called My Dad paid for this right oh yeah <laughs> i love that's such a good album title that's so good yeah. thank you As dual someone meanings dual i've meanings. been anguishing over what to call mine and uh i you win you win the contest you didn't know uh, you and i were having thank you i i wanted to name it fun cunt and they said that would be hard to promote <laughs> right yeah yeah so, yes. but you I know went, what the sound that flows really nicely in terms of writing and uh, like the way it hits the ear. It yeah. would have been very, very memorable. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. Jimmy Fallon said, I'm not saying that. Cunt. Um, <laughs> he just said it to you personally. Yeah, 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 Privately yeah. in the hallway beforehand. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Megan, if I'm correct in knowing that your husband is CJ Toledano. Yes. I knew him. I lived in Chicago briefly, worked on a, a failed talk show there okay. and be, began to communicate with him because he was going to be the next writer we hired. Oh, and it went wow. on for months and months. It's all for the best because the whole thing was a real shit show. But I know him in the weirdest, almost like social media, like yes, email. And then we. Yeah, email and we follow each other on social media. So I've kind of always tracked him in this way because I have guilt feelings uh -huh. about mm -hmm. like, you know, you're in Chicago, you're trying to get your first writing job. I know the meaning of it. I he think was he really was like good 22. Even yeah. though, no, he was too good at following up. I've heard horror stories that make <laughs> me question marrying him. He'll be like, oh, I emailed so and so 25 times. And I'm like, oh, CJ, now great. people know we have sex. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Everyone's like, oh, he just wore Megan down. <laughs> um, that's a classic CJ story. Um, I'm sure this happened to him 25 other times. You do not need to feel guilty at all, but I okay. will I will relay the message to him. And okay. he will be so he'll be as excited about his Bob and Tom um, jean jacket as he as he is about this story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I'm going to then that's really nice because I can rest that guilt. I Absolutely. Can lay that burden down. Get it out of here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, we are still renting and maybe we would own by now. <laughs> no, so I assure you, you would not. And in fact, <laughs> you might be homeless if he had in any way come into this yeah. situation. Yeah, all. just to have him fire off a few more emails to that realtor. I'm going to be Gotta like, close listen, the deal. 
Karen needs you to do a packet. Um, <laughs> she needs it by 9 a.m. Eastern time, Monday morning. <laughs> and she said, just anything topical, just anything you know, off the top of your head. Maybe mostly political stuff. That's what I like. Oh, yeah. Uh, he loves that. What a fun time, too, to be doing that. <laughs> the best. When Everything's did, so when did funny you right two now. get married? Is it new? Oh, we got married three months before coronavirus we right. got married in december of 2019 Shit. um i do a joke about it now cj calls our wedding a buzzer beater uh, <laughs> we really got it in and we're we were in that nice window too because they were old people you know my parents have friends and we were like <laughs> oh my god what if we what if we hosted an unknown super spreader but no one no one got sick after it so i Great. think i don't even i don't even think covid came to our wedding as a guest at all god. no you what gotta write them into the guest list. A true relief. Um, and I'm so happy I got to spend all that money, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Then, well spent. And, and then just sit at home and think about it. Uh, for the, <laughs> no, it was, it was truly well spent. We feel like we threw like a going away party for the world with all of our friends. Yeah. So you, you did it in, where'd you get married? We did it in Palm Springs. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was like it, it there because it makes my joints feel good. Now I sound like an old man. <laughs> no, that's a, I, well, I thought you meant like weed joints. Yeah, they, like hit they hit better. They hit better there, you know? They hit like, deep, the man. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was not big. It was 130 people. And I'm from Indianapolis. CJ grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. And we did not, no offense to those two places, not major wedding destinations. So <laughs> we knew that we, we live out in L.A. So we were like, we want to do it someplace that feels like a vacation for everybody that's coming from the rest of the country. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it was a that's really nice. fun time. And it was like a destination wedding without needing like a passport. You know, everybody in L.A. drove an hour and a half and was there. But then everyone from the Midwest just thought it was they're like Palm Springs is so magical. It does smell like a skunk everywhere. And we're like, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> It's just because there's beautiful, healthy skunks everywhere. Yeah, gorgeous Wild skunks. skunks. Mm -hmm. They're so Skunk capital of the gay retired world. <laughs> I do like that you, the buzzer beater of a wedding like that, because we often joke about the last like the last thing I did before quarantine started was we had um, the like an exactly right like party yeah. just because we had just started. And it, so it was like, hey, everybody meet each other. And in normal life, it would have just been another like funny Thursday drinks meeting with a bunch of comics that, you know, uh -huh. but six months into quarantine, it was the I just would think back on it like yeah. it was the most <laughs> magical evening at the Tiki Tea or whatever, the, you know, yeah, the tea like, room or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. the Truman Capote black and white ball <laughs> in your memory. Like, God, a gorgeous night. The eyeballs were flowing. Yeah. And it's like we were in Burbank, you know, yeah. it was fine. But yeah. You, yeah, definitely. Um, I, so your wedding got that treatment. I think that's you got like more bang for your buck than the average. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You can't yeah. pay for that grim contrast afterwards. That just. <laughs> that, well, that, and we were we were very lucky. We have been contacted by um, a, a, a periodical that wanted to cover the wedding. And then they went dark during COVID. And I was like, COVID ruined my chance to have a wedding written up. And then they circled back like seven months later and they were like, sorry, we do still want to cover it. The death was really deafening, though. Um, we did take a break from covering weddings, but we're back now and we'd love to start recovering weddings with yours. And I was like, all right, all's well, all's well. <laughs> like, <laughs> was it the Indianapolis um, Star Tribune? Uh, I wish it was the Indianapolis Star. Uh, so CJ and I got engaged in front of a mural of Reggie Miller. If you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a he's the most famous Indiana Pacer of all time. And so 
we and the mural hadn't even had the ribbon cuttings cutting ceremony yet like it was brand brand new and so we post when we posted the photos reggie commented on it and was like oh. i i bless this union <laughs> and it was a very very slow news day in indianapolis and so the star did cover our engagement but they used a tweet of mine that was just a picture of me with an engagement ring on and i said i guess you can make a hoe housewife <laughs> And they printed that. They printed that in my hometown newspaper. Oh, my God. A picture of my tweet. They couldn't have shopped around for better tweets? I don't know if they did it. Like, no. If they if it was the only photo they could find of my ring, I'm like, oh, my God. That's And everybody, everyone in India knew I was a hoe already. But for it to be, you know, printed in the great white lady, you know, it's like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> The People idea. knew in broad ripple. Am I right? Is that a that's you nailed See, it? I know stuff. I know nice. stuff. That news nice spread to broad Especially, ripple. I'll say especially in broad ripple. They knew, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's called the ripple effect. <laughs> news travel. Such stars. a what a great example of how Twitter does not translate to real life in any like what happens on Twitter should stay there entirely yeah. because you're just doing most of the time a whole different thing there oh, like yeah. for a whole different reason and you're like it is printed on the internet <laughs> for everyone to see forever but i don't imagine again my parents friends you know being like yes. oh megan is a hoe okay, yes love her. <laughs> i love get that. it she means it sarcastically honey <laughs> that's a modern joke that's she's <laughs> meaning modern. Yeah, she's a stand-up yeah. comedian she's a, a modern skit. comedian and modern women <laughs> joke around with the hoe phrase listen they Peggy and jeff they say they're proud of her i don't know if it was my daughter i'd be terrified mortified <laughs> embarrassed but they love her you know <laughs> what a way to kick off a relationship yeah. <laughs> so good that's so funny well i um i was listening to a couple because i love naomi and um have known her for a while. She is such a hilarious person. And when you guys first were um, getting I Love a Lifetime movie out and around, um, she emailed me, but we were in like a standstill at Exactly mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. we were like, we can't do it. And then you guys launched and I was, it's so heartbreaking. It's such a funny podcast and it's such a good idea. Like breaking down Lifetime movies is is a great way to spend some time. How do yeah. you get, do you have the rights to use? Cause you play audio clips from the yeah. shows. Like how did you get the right to do that? Daddy Lifetime. Um, we are like <laughs> Daddy, like, Lifetime. Daddy Lifetime said, okay, we are we are sanctioned by Lifetime. Like we're produced by A and E Networks. Smart. And like, oh, that's so smart. great. And so everything, our contract is through them. And because of that, like the really, really positive thing is we get access to all of the talent and writers. Brilliant. Um, we uh, I'll tell you off we interviewed A. A A A A A list baby yesterday, oh, um, but then great. but then we get to play Tori audio. Spelling? Oh, I wish we <laughs> did cover the Mother May I Sleep with Danger reboot that okay. is about um, lesbian vampires. Uh, oh, oh, that's, yes, that's I I, I I couldn't couldn't make up that genre if this was a Mad Libs. That is <laughs> what is about, and Tori Spelling is in it, and James Franco wrote it. Oh shit! There's a lot of wild stuff going on at A and E yeah. for sure. Yeah, they know. I think like, they know their stuff. It's very smart of them to get you guys under their shingle because mm -hmm. it's it's pure promotion. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's there's some hip people there because you guys are basically just like repeating their you know their brand name over and over. You uh -huh. they should be like sanctioning everything for yeah, you and that's helping so cool. you entirely. I heard you say this is the official Lifetime podcast and I, I thought you were kidding. And that's so great that I'm that a brand. I'll, Brilliant. I'll do anything for a brand. Craft, sign me up. <laughs> I worked for the NFL. You know, like I have there's no there's no low. <laughs> I will not go. Oh, yeah. You like have written for the ESPYs and stuff. Are you do you just know about all sports or are you specific? I'm a sporty spice for sure. You are. Um, I was going to say that. <laughs> and I some of it is probably Indiana based. Like I just growing up there, it's so basketball and so sporty. And I have two older brothers. My dad 
was a college athlete, two-sport college athlete. I think this is like the 70s when they were like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like, I was just like, if you, if you were white and over six foot, they're like, all right, I guess he plays football and basketball. He smokes um, less than the other kids. Yes. He's like, I only played freshman year. But like, yeah, my like my grandfather, who was like five, six, was a bas- had a basketball scholarship. And I'm like, oh my God, pre-World War II. What a time. Um, and so, yeah, I just grew up loving sports and then I wanted to be a sports like a sideline girl that's really what I wanted yeah, to do and job. then you obviously can't talk shit to the extent that I wanted to and and that's how I sort of wound up doing stand-up instead you yeah. had more to say than just recapping yeah 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 and yeah. I was not I had good hair but I mean you see some of these hotties and you're like whoa like when I was an, I was an intern at one of the NBC at one of I just said what it was at NBC. I was an intern at NBC in Chicago, and like I had gone to some te- some team things, but then there was another female intern, and she was like I guess way hotter than me, and she went to a team thing, and then the team called and said she can't come back. <laughs> she was too hot. She was too hot. The athletes were like, ah! and they could not get them to practice. That they were like, and then they knew that they couldn't say that. So then they called back and they were like, oh no, we meant you can't send any interns. But they really just meant like the smoking hot one couldn't go anymore. Oh, it threw off their game somehow. Yes. Well, no, it was just practice. It was practice. But I got, oh, I saw, I got grabbed. A, a Hall of Famer barked in my face. Uh, um, I've gotten, I've gotten neck massages that oh, were not no. asked for by some, <laughs> yes, by some people in Canton. Okay. So some old, old white dudes. Yikes. Wow. Wait, sorry. Is barking in your face? Is that flirting? What's that? <laughs> Don't know. I've had two people bark in my face. Um, one has since passed. DMX barked in my face once. He has um, no choice. That's just but his like voice. that's. I didn't take it. But the <laughs> other man who barked in my face, it was. I think it was like an intimidation thing. Oh. Someone said it. Someone was like, "Oh, he he thinks you're a dog," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not taking that one on. I'm think I'm taking on. He was too attracted to me. He had to get me away from him." <laughs> Wait, we're talking about literal like bark, bark, row, row. Or just yelling uh, in your face. DMX growling? Actually, yeah, yeah. Like that in my face. Because DMX did actually bark, yeah. Yes, yeah. but I had a famous baseball player bark in my face, too. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I've there. seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of dicks. Um, <laughs> so lot on of the sidelines? In the locker room. Oh, yeah, you gotta yeah, go in the yeah. locker room for the dicks. And sometimes they'll, they'll have clothes on and then they'll get naked just to, you know, spice it up for you. Yeah, sure. like that scene in Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, was this, were these elements of the job part of the reason that you were like, maybe this isn't what I thought I, this isn't I, what I want to do? I'm embarrassed to admit these were the best parts of the job. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. These were my favorite parts. When I went to the NFL, I was like, what the, why hasn't anyone tried to have sex with me? I'm very upset. Um, no, I really just wanted to be able to talk and say whatever I wanted. And it, it, and you get to a point, I think they let some women do that, but it's not out of the gates. And I was like, I don't want to move to South Dakota. No offense to South Dakota listeners and like have to set up my camera and be following like a minor, minor, minor league baseball team. It just even though as I'm explaining how dire this sounds, it's like then I went and did open mic comedy. Yeah, which, yeah. there's nothing, there's yeah, nothing totally. lower than that. So For it's free. just my obsession and, and passion and mental illness was just in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. But more of a self-serving direction. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's and nothing replaces stand up. If you want to do stand up, nothing is going to be as fun. Yeah. In my opinion, I when I I used to interview skateboarders and snowboard, it was like fuel TV. And I, I remember fuel. Yeah. And I would get sent to events and I had to produce my own segments and bring a camera guy that I like. And I always wanted to be funny, but sometimes, yeah, I'd get in trouble for uh, asking funny questions or they think I was a weirdo. And I'm like, maybe I should just do stand up. And then I finally felt comfortable all the time. You know? I mean, if they're censoring you in the skateboarding world, like what has happened? Yeah, <laughs> skateboarders were cool. They're all weird and different from each other. Oh, you other. mean the Fuel TV execs? 
Yeah, well, and that you start talking to motocross guys, and it's like, wow, that a lot of these guys are racist. Like, there, there's different yeah. sports that we covered, and exactly. I would right, respond right, right, to right. that and get in arguments on camera because I couldn't <laughs> set my own personality aside. And I think that you have to be able to do that when you're. And I got to see the raw footage of all these interviews because my ex was one of the cameramen that Chris would take with him. And so he'd be like, hey, come and look at this cut. And literally he would try to leave in the parts where Chris would like put down the mic and walk away or whatever. Like he liked leaving in those personality parts. And that's I kind of knew Chris before I met him because I watched all the raw footage I didn't of know these that interviews. You, that you Where watched is the footage now? I know. I know. It's, they got to get this on computer. Patreon, yeah. okay? <laughs> I know. I wish I had this all is, of it. This is an untapped market. I People know it is. I wish this. I had it. I uh, they, they took every... When Fuel ceased to be a network, they took everything oh. off YouTube, and I tried to get hard copies from the editing. I got some stuff, but yeah. All of my angry fits where I threw down the microphone, I didn't get any of those. <laughs> But that or is how like, Karen and I met through. Yeah, because wow. those red carpet, um, they were like red carpet BMX events where yeah. only <laughs> at one point Amazing. I was we we watched. I had to watch so much fuel TV that I stood <laughs> up one day and turned to him and I was just like it was a it was a show about a skateboarder who was being sent to like Japan and Paris and Perth, Australia or whatever. And he's on this tour and he's bitching and he's doing drugs and all this shit. And I stood up and I was like, these fucking spoiled rich boy, white boys that are just like they're being given the world and they don't give a shit. And I can't watch watch this anymore. Yeah. And this is like the ultimate, like, let's celebrate these white brats who have the time to skateboard and get good at it and their parents' money. I fucking yeah, lost my mind. Broke. Uh, what's your favorite Lifetime movie that you guys have watched and broken down so far? If you could yes. pick one. So we just took a break from our regular thrill and suspense and husband husbands like hypnotizing their wives to kill themselves um, and we did a Christmas movie and it was called The Christmas Setup and it came out in 2020 and it was the first lifetime rom-com with two uh, gay love interests in it and oh, yeah. it was nominated for a GLAAD award. Fran Drescher was in it and it was um, the movie was so the leads in it are actually married in real life too oh, and nice. so like knowing that and seeing Fran in Milwaukee like it was just some, <laughs> it was it, they're doing a series right now where they're playing the Christmas movies in, in like gearing up for them to be in July and I had never sat down and been like I'm gonna watch a Christmas movie off calendar yeah and it was so soothing truly I felt like a baby sucking on my hand like yeah. I just was like this is where I want to be and I didn't feel inundated and like annoyed with the Christmas tropes because that's not what I've been watching yeah and so you're just like oh my god that tree is so beautiful oh my god have yourself a merry little Christmas like everything was hitting me in such a magical way I was also in my period when I watched it <laughs> now that I'm thinking I think and my you husband, have to be don't you have to be absolutely kind of <laughs> no I turned it on and then my period was like well we're coming here we go I guess. Yes, happy holidays <laughs> um and so but we we've definitely seen we've gotten to the point now where we're like re seeing actresses and and we saw them be like a good girl and then we saw them be like a bad girl <laughs> and so that's fun to like watch the trajectory of these lifetime leading ladies and yeah it's just Naomi I, whenever we get asked, I'm like, my favorite thing about it is just like getting to hang out with Naomi all the time. Yeah. Um, because when we're watching the movies, we're texting. We just have like a lot of fun with each other that I'm like, if I was doing this by myself or even with someone else, I don't know. I don't know if I would love it as much, but we are truly bonded. And our dream is to write an interracial lifetime movie. Yes. I bet idea. that'll happen. You have all the connections now. Yeah. 
And also your um, when you're talking about the movies, like it's it's a it actually is a really great discussion because I watch those movies with my when anytime I'm, I'm at my sister's house at during the holidays, she just puts it on kind of to be funny. Like if she has uh-huh. to go take a shower, she'll be like, here, watch this. And we the, it's almost like we're pretending you have to watch this because it's the holidays, whatever mm-hmm. holiday it is. But then you absolutely slip into yeah. it's like, look at that cabin. It's Ugh. a 30 foot tree. He looks like a living mannequin. She looks yes. like every girl you went to high school with. Yes. It's so, there is a, it is very much like going back into the womb. And, yeah. it's, and then, so then you got the, you know, the ones that I was listening to um, weren't the Christmas ones, but were the, the, uh, the suspense crazy. It was the crazy poisoning one or whatever. Oh, um, where a friend, a friend roofied her friends and then was trying to traffic them for organs in high school in high school i'm like what an entrepreneurial spirit first of all i can't imagine one of my friends harvesting my you you think of that as i mean you think of that as outside the house you know not inside your circle Brittany. yeah we were hard on Brittany. um and the actress that played Brittany actually reached out today and was like thank you so much i loved you guys talking about it like that's um we talked to a lot of the writers and so we do want to be like respectful because they're insane, but it's insane in like a way that feels good. Is that, that from sense. this lat? The party goes dark or party whatever. gone wrong. Party gone wrong. Party <laughs> goes dark. Uh, yeah, I remember Brittany uh, from that. So are these because I don't have lifetime. I think you need to have uh, ex- extended cable. It seems like the storylines are willing to go places kind of like a soap opera where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah what if an evil twin is mm-hmm. taking? It feels organs. to me like it's gotten it's lifetime has become sentient about itself. So it's kind of like people were secretly watching this and kind of embarrassed and laughing, but Mm -hmm. now we know that's what you're doing. Let's actually lean into it because at the end of the day, and this is the thing I, I think about lots of stuff like that. It is, it's, they're accomplishing a thing that a lot of people cannot. A lot of network television cannot make people stay and watch the entire right. thing and make them feel good and make them want to come back for more. They're getting the job of entertainment done, and that does deserve respect. Yeah. yeah. And and people have been with them for decades, but then also there's young viewers. There's so many men, like male comedians. That's what I call them. They'll be like, <laughs> Megan, uh, you got to have me on the podcast. I'm obsessed obsessed with Lifetime movies. And I'm like, this is my like friend, Will Miles from Chicago. Like (laughs) there's and there's there's um, a whole there's like black Lifetime movies that have all black romantic leads and there's rom-coms like there's just so many different genres within their umbrella and people really do go wild for them. Yeah. What, yeah, what was reason. it called before Lifetime? Like Mother, the, that's my favorite title for a movie ever. Mother, may I sleep with danger? <laughs> yes, I Pro- just love I mean, it. Proper. The- she did say, "Mother, can I?" And her mom was like, "Go back, say Go. it the right way." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was pre Lifetime. Like, what were those movies called back? That was what was that, that movie? I think that was Lifetime. It was really? early, early Lifetime. It was yeah. like before it was hip. You know, before people like you wouldn't you'd watch it with your mom, and then you wouldn't tell anybody because you thought that wasn't cool that right. was like mm-hmm. 90s pressure to be cool mm-hmm. thing. and like the texas cheerleader they yep. were doing a lot of um kind of like really really scandalous rip from the headlines like i'm sure there was a joey Botafuco back yeah. there yes, yes um, there was mm-hmm. and so that but i i had friends watching them in middle school and high school yeah like well, true crime. I mean, sorry, but that's that thing where it's like when you it's one thing when it's like, oh, it's the Christmas cabin show when you know it really happened. And now there's your favorite actor from Melrose Place that's now playing yeah. the evil, uh, you know, army captain or whatever. Why wouldn't you be there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are did- they more often than not based on true stories? Um, you know, it's kind of funny. We're not we like we did a Meghan and Harry one. They do a lot of biopics. Yeah, we did a murder to remember that was loosely based on the first Stockholm syndrome. That's such a good title. (laughs) Well, and then there was a we we covered a movie that was called How I Met 
my murderer or how I met your murderer, I think. And it was about a podcast host, like a true crime podcast host who was married to a guy that then became a suspect in a bunch of cold cases. Oh, and it was super meta. And it and it name checked <laughs> Michelle McNamara. It, it name checked you ladies. Like it was really I was kind just gonna of. Say, I think they <laughs> owe uh, Karen money. Yeah, it's getting I closer. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And then like I didn't we know were, that. When we were covering it, it was so funny. I like, I, I introed us that week and Naomi was like, I can tell you've changed your voice based on listening to it. Like I was trying to do that really like, welcome back to I Love a Lifetime. I've seen this woman and I was like, I like what she's doing. <laughs> she's your inspiration, your podcast but inspiration. She, she ends up being really, really bad at solving the case. And so you're like, this is going to affect her ratings. You know, nobody wants to listen to a podcast host that's like, I can solve the case that's like having sex with a man that's maybe a murderer. Yeah, you can't. That's you can't trust that. That's a what do they call that? A um, untrust, a faulty narrator. Uh huh. And her sign off was au revoir. Oh, no. <laughs> She's not a French woman. Not French. Not in France. That wasn't saying it properly. Oh, it was the best. That's that how was you a know she's, she's rich. Yeah. <laughs> if she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She signs off with au revoir. Are you a Amazing. regular? Is Hysteria a podcast that you're regularly on or are you, mm-hmm. you're not? Yeah. yeah. No, I end up being on it like um, one or two times a month. And What's that? that? It is a all women's podcast that's at crooked. So that was started by the like former Obama crew. Yeah. And so we end up, you know, covering a a lot of the news that's happening and how it affects women and women's bodies. That's one my sister is a big fan of and a fan of you. And so I thought maybe you're on it pretty frequently if that's how she knows you. Yeah, it's all it's where I go to complain. Um, And (laughs) and but it's like, a you know, my parents love it. Oh, my uh, CJ's walking by my window. (laughs) He's outside. What? I'm on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now we've now we've both rejected him, Karen. We both said, no, doors closed. No, sorry. Oh, now he's going to the back. (laughs) Tell him tell him he can submit again in six months. Yeah, my sister, she's coming home from work, I think, but she wanted to, I was going to have her ask you a question or two since she's a fan of you. Uh, I love your sister. She's Wait, great. So does she, does she go to, um, does she go to comedy shows a lot or, yeah, or can she I? She just okay. texts me and says who, this is who's in town, yay or nay. And I'm usually like, yeah, they're, even if it's awesome. not my kind of comedy, I'm like, that is a 100% professional comedian and yes. you very much should go see. So and so, I'm not gonna. Does drop she any ever name. see people and then she's like, Chris? They're yeah. not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're. I good, think honey. her and my dad. I'm lucky in that my whole family is like just appreciates anyone that does it, even if they aren't mm-hmm. doing it well. They just mm-hmm. respect that they're willing to. Whereas I'm like, no, no, you don't have to like that person. I try and talk <laughs> them out. I liked them. No, you shouldn't. I'm the one. I'm the one. Well, that, and yeah. usually if a family's like that, it's because like their family member's bad and they're like, it is hard. We've seen him struggle, but it's like, you're good. They should be like, <laughs> oh no, no you got to be as good as Chris. I very much struggled, especially with confidence uh, when I first started. And so they've seen me overcome that. So actually they knew I was funny, but stand ups, Yeah. Feigning this confidence. It took me mm-hmm. years to figure that out. I love I love my mom's analysis after she goes to see people. She'll call me and be like, oh, his parents divorce really affected him. <laughs> he, it causes him to do so many act outs. Yeah, she just, she's like, I think you need to check in on so and so. They were here and they did not look good, Megan. <laughs> like, it's someone you don't know at all. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we all hang out at a clubhouse. Well, I guess that's what comedy story is, but I don't go there. When I first started in San Francisco, my dad came and they pretended because um, he's a San Francisco fireman. So they wow. came down and pretended they were inspecting the uh, the old San Francisco improv. Oh, my God. Um, they were like fire inspection and eight of them came down. They they parked on Mason and just like left the truck there and then came down to watch my set. And they ended up watching 
because it was like a showcase night. It was a Monday night. And um, so they just stood in the back and watched. And at the end of like the next time I talked to my dad, I was like, well, what'd you think? And he was like, that Ron Lynch was my favorite. Where I'm like, really? Even though your yeah. daughter was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Well, Ron like, Lynch. How about the other guys? There were seven other men there. So, yeah. so any... you, <laughs> that, are you just a fan of all the men? That okay. would scare me if my dad and his fireman buddies, because yeah. my dad has fireman buddies, if they all came in and sat in the audience, I would be petrified. Nothing. How about standing against the back wall? Even yeah, scarier. arms crossed. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, not cool. We all want firemen to like us. Yes, I have a joke about wanting to have sex with a fireman right now, and I'm very married. <laughs> a lot of pressure. But I actually did once work with a woman at a um, for a judge at a small claims court who then I think did was federally prosecuted for making <laughs> fake documents for people. Yes. Um, and there was a woman who worked there who I loved and unprompted. One day she looked at me. I was a senior in high school. So I was like 17, 18. She looked at me and goes, don't ever marry a cop or a fireman. They've got a God complex. And then we never <laughs> spoke of it again. And I'm like, did, did she get a divorce last night? Like, And so I have, a, I think she was married to one of those and something went south. Yeah, clearly. But, Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just such good advice. Like, it rings true. Stick it in does bring, you know, uh, tough hours. I have a lot of friends. You're, and Karen, I'm guessing you're Irish. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. so, uh, it's just a, an Irish fireman. It's just so cool to me. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool, but it, uh, <sighs> well, you don't have to marry him. No, just the old classic fireman hookup. <laughs> well, but it, you know what it Climb is? The it's, uh, we've seen a lot of like after the fireman luncheon where they all come home and they're all shit faced and they yeah. think they're really funny. Like um, the America's Heroes side of firemen mm-hmm. is really appealing and hot. But then what you know, when you get them like the full real life part, it's not yeah. as appealing. Yeah. And also, God, the mustaches, like mm-hmm. the mustaches. I mean, maybe not as much anymore, but like in the 80s, there's I have some pictures that are the most hilarious where every single man in the room has a big like a what it broom. Yeah. Broom. What mustache? Whatever those are. Just a classic uh, four inch domestic, I think. Yeah. Thick. Wow. Tom's of Finland (laughs) mustache. Yeah. I'm in a house right now with two firemen upstairs. My (gasps) brother-in-law and my nephew is. uh, (laughs) Yeah, he's not. He's not a hundred percent. I think he's still training. It's hard to become a fireman. It's a lot of hoops you have to go through. Flaming I mean, hoops. They're the they're the least problematic of the civil servants at this Very time, true. right? Of course, now. and that's you know, yes. yeah. And they don't have a complex. If someone asks what either of them do for a living, they just say, "I work for the city." You gotta wow. be humble. You gotta they're be humble. humble. Yeah. Yeah. But they like to party. But so there's mustaches every I think it's there's a throwback mustache in every house. Even my skateboarder friend that's an LA fireman, he's got a push broom above his lip. It's really yeah. great. That way I, I mean, just thinking up. about the heat and the fire, I would not want hair on my face. I wonder what it is. And we the elephant in the room is, and Karen knows this, and I've tried not to get offended. I had a mustache <laughs> for a number of years and I thought it looked great. But once I shaved it off because I thought it would capture COVID germs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I realized how gross in general it is. We're talking no. mayonnaise. Yeah. Food, anytime you eat, it's just in there. And then you don't necessarily get in and m- massage shampoo into your must. The more I right. think about it, it was gross. It's hair it above your gross. mouth. You looked good with a mustache, though. You I, could, I miss you it. Know Thank what? you. I, you could have played a great fireman. I I don't think I'm, you could be one. You know, no. I don't want to go that far. <laughs> no, but, play but I would. One. Even at a stoplight, and I've said this before, but cops would, if they look over, like trying to see like if I'm a good guy or not, they uh-huh. straight up nod at me like I'm one of them. Wow. Like when I had yeah. that. And now I'm just mm-hmm. a punk with hippie hair. So, yeah, they yeah. nod at me, too. And I <laughs> with would a wink. the cold shoulder and they're like, God, we lost even the Megans. Like, <laughs> that was our bread and butter. And I'm like, look at me right now. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying that like you haven't waxed your mustache in a while. Oh, no, no, no. I no, I buzz mine. I use the same. This is 
probably too much, but I know that we're getting, I use the same like buzzer on my like bikini line as I do on my mustache. Like the little one you get at CVS? Exactly. The little one. Mine's called a manscaper. Yeah. When it needs a new battery, I'm like, can't find it. I'll get a new one. Like, I'm just like trash. It's out of here. But my husband, when I, when I first shave it, CJ will be like, Ooh, prickly. Yeah. (laughs) Five o'clock shadow. It's so great. Uh, Yeah. I use mine on my face too. It's funny that that was a gift from my dad. Hey, son, I got you something specifically for your pubes. All right. <laughs> no. Okay. But that it was for your great. dad? You can use it wow. in the shower. You can get it wet. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's in, it's truly amazing. Yeah, of course right, I use right, it on my face. Right before my wedding, I had like a Sweeney Todd, like they call it <laughs> micro something. But they shave like forehead down to below your chin and it's supposed to make like makeup sit better on your face but you have nothing microneedling yes microneedling yes 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 yes. that would make me is it a rumor then that if you do that it makes hair grow back like you're not supposed to shave you're like for the first time shaving your forehead and then all of a sudden the follicles come back stronger is that a rumor I have not experienced that, Um, but like my forehead wasn't a problem area and it's not still. So I don't think that's true. I have. I don't either. That was something that we were told as like young girls about maybe like shaving our stomachs or something or shaving our arms. Like because you do go through a period in seventh grade. I shaved my arms and someone was like, did you shave your arms? I'm like, no. Now it's going to grow black. But it's like uh, clearly I did. I was traumatized and I had hairy arms and I wanted to die. Um, But it hasn't my I honestly feel like my arm hair has has thinned. God, now I'm feeling great. <laughs> it's a real accomplishment. Well, yeah. also, I think the um, that idea is so the uh, it, because because I was absolutely told that, Chris, like that that is either a mom thing that they yeah. tell you. Yeah. And I think it's because they're trying to keep you from shaving things that then will come in dark. Right. Like like if you just leave it alone, it'll maybe still like get sun bleached or whatever. But after a while, you know, for me, like having light skin and dark thick hair yeah. it's a fucking nightmare and you might as well just start shaving everything because that's the world you're going to be living in yeah. and eventually you just have to get laser whatever if you want it to change yeah, I don't know yeah. and it started out as a TV segment and then I was addicted for a while but I was getting waxed for uh, regularly and I don't, we don't have to talk and about that what, but what, it did grow part? back with a vengeance where were you getting waxed? Oh, there's a place Manscaped? called Sugar Wax uh, near Largo. It's on Las Vegas, and they do men, and uh, uh-huh. I felt comfortable. And they give you a little vodka because it's actually pretty painful. I was just, yeah, we, oh, we know. know, we know, we fucking know, yeah, especially we up we've had our, we've had you. labia. Uh, We've had wax on our labias. We've been hurt the worst by wax. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can get it anywhere between the cheeks, uh, which is actually the phrase they use. That's the clinical phrase. Uh, But yeah, up front, yanking it out. I've been there, ladies. And and I remember it coming. I thought it would come back over time. It would just grow wispy like a Trump comb over. Like I didn't know. I thought it would have an effect. But no, it came back angry and. And, and more wiry. Yeah. And now it's you real disgusting down me. there. You can't get rid of me. This is your this is your butthole hair. That's yeah. my impression of your butthole yeah. hair. Good luck. Now I'm like I'm barbed here to wire. Stay. Try I'm, to I'm ride a bike. Try to ride a bike. Mayonnaise mustache. <laughs> I also think because when it's bare, you, it's bare, and then you're like, ooh, I'm bare, and this is how uh, I am now. Yeah. So then when it grows back in, it's not just as it was before, it's growing in from bareness. So it's worse. It's itchier. It seems, you know, it seems so much more dramatic Mm -hmm. because you had the luxury of being like a hairless person for, for me, I would say eight days max. And then we're back. We're right back to one. When you, when you're fair, we have like the same Irish. When you come in with this, the the girls at European Wax Center are like, oh, you get quite red. (laughs) Yeah. They're yes. like astounded. You're like, they're like, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This just you've burned me and ripped hair out, and my potato famine skin is upset now. Yeah, for sure. This they, is the only way we can actually express real emotion, which yeah. is through our skin. They have like a product line that's just like, are you Irish? You should buy this because you are. Because like, uh, yeah, I'll be red. I'll be oof. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I yeah. I just thank the Lord every the Lord. I'm very religious. I yes. think every day that I don't because occasionally me and my other adult friends will all be together with our shirts off, you know, swimming or whatever. Most of them have back hair, and I've gotten lucky. I don't. That is something. Uh, if I had it, I yeah. would regularly be getting my back waxed because they have shavers that are like on an extender, like a, <laughs> and and then you don't even know what you're doing. It's just a razor at the end of a stick. That's a weapon, not a. So I'm I'm so lo- I'm so glad I'm bragging now. I have no back. Yeah. Here, you, you too. My CJ you has no CJ has no. He has the he's Filipino and oh, just yeah. has like the softest smooth Lucky. like his yeah. skin is so much softer than mine. <laughs> um, I have friends that just are like I'm just gonna rub CJ's arm for thirty minutes. <laughs> like it's just so no hair. It's really quite upsetting. I, but I, don't, I don't ever like have it. to shave his back. I'm I, I I always hear that when I shake another man's hand. They, or anyone's hand, they always say, "Ooh, you have soft hands," which isn't really what you want to hear. I've no, built fences. No, no, I have no. tools. They just shouldn't say that. Just like I lock know. it in their head. But to they, say that to they, you is they are so soft and nice to touch. I guess that they can't help it because I see them hesitate for a second, and then they're like, "Soft hands. You have soft hands." Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> well, guys. I have to go to my niece's graduation. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry, I wasn't. I hate for you. high school. High school, eighth grade. <gasps> eighth grade. Wow. I don't know. There's a ceremony. Wow. wow. She made it through um, the worst of it. She, she made, made it through, it through the, the worst, worst for for like for me when she went into seventh grade. I was just like, <gasps> oh god, she's gonna. And she is. L- she, luckily, she's half Irish, half Mexican. She has the most gorgeous skin. My sister and I yell at her all the time. Mm. Like, you have no idea how lucky you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and she's very chill and the coolest. But um, so I hate to cut you off because this has been the best conversation. And especially because I didn't I've never met you before. I I'm, so I'm this a is huge, really cool. Huge admirer. And and Lisa and Kara are two of my best friends. Lisa was one of my bridesmaids. Kara was my officiant. Oh, wow. And so I feel and I do think of I Love a Lifetime movie as a sister to That's Messed Up entirely podcast you know yes. we're yes. all we're all traveling in the same bizarre world it's <laughs> <laughs> true it's true um, do you have any plugs that you would like yeah, to yeah are you going back out I am road? going back out I'm not doing anything on the road I'm doing something it's like the town next to Aspen so if you live in Aspen I'll be there in <laughs> August um, but then I wrote for uh, a new HBO show that's called Pause with Sam J and it is nice. on um, Fridays at 9pm on HBO and yeah we're just really proud of it and then the podcast I love oh, Sam that's J that's great yeah, good for you so yeah funny. I saw that I'll watch that I really just saw cool it was person. on my, uh, my dad's HBO queue I'll watch yes, it. I'll okay. watch it. And it's pause P-A-U-S-E with Sam J? Yes. Yeah, that's I've seen some promos and I think she's the coolest, but it looks like it's really doing something. Yeah. Like it was very exciting to see. People are like, you wrote for it, Megan? I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I yes, I did. I told you I'm ignoring the police now. They I'm allowed <laughs> to write for a lot of different kinds of things. <laughs> You're a modern lady. I am a modern lady. With nice. a clean butthole. Wow. Yeah, All that's right. We owe that. How did you know our sign-off? We say that every episode. <laughs> Au revoir to my hair and my butthole. Our two clean buttholes to yours. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for being on, Megan. You're great. Yes. And good Thank job you. Thank you with so much. Uh, career stuff. Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. A-R. <laughs> Are you leaving Way back home Either way we want to be there Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We want to send you off in style We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malform Ha 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 ha!
Uh, with Karen and Chris. 